Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. Yes, it's another day, another day after another loss. These are these are sad times indeed. I'm Jerry. It's deja vu. It is deja vu. I'm Jerry. With me, as always, is Edward, or as usual, is Edward. And uh, joining us for the first time today, fl- hovering in the air in David's place, is uh, is Max. All right, Max, thanks for, for being here, man. You're now the interim manager for now. Or your interim David. I'm a David I'm a caretaker manager. <laughs> now, the hope is you'll be on uh, more frequently, which would be awesome if you can. Uh, so uh, just for uh, you people out there who are uh, watching slash listening, um, uh, Max... Uh, you may you may have rec- you may recognize his his voice from uh, late last night on uh, on talk Sp- talk sport where he gave an instant match reaction uh, on behalf of the of the toffee toffee blues uh, which is awesome and really cool because I'm in America and I know what talk sport is and it's kind of kind of a big deal so there's that uh, also Max uh, writes writes numerous pieces for the toffee blues website and if you do as we say every time we have a video. You should recognize him. All right. So, uh, so Max, uh, just for uh, for the folks at home, uh, can you give us a little bit, a bit of a background on how you became uh, how you became an Everton supporter and uh, embraced this life of pain? Well, it's just just cursed in the family. It's it's a family curse. I think we've only we've only got one red in the family, and we don't really talk to her that much. So. Uh, <laughs> All, all, all of us are blues, and um, yeah, just just passed down through the generations, and we've you know, we're a tough lot because we've endured a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, how often do you get to uh, to go to go the game? Well, well, since September, I've moved to Manchester for university, so obviously I've got obligations with university. But um, before I moved, I'm, I'm a season ticket holder, so you know, every, every home game and any away. That I could possibly get to, I, I get to. But as I say, with moving, I can't get to the game as frequently as I'd like. Always watching, obviously, but don't get the don't get the game as much as I'd like anymore. But I, 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 I suppose this is probably the best season to miss as many games as you can. <laughs> out the minutes, out the minutes. So uh, yeah, I I don't get to go go as often as I'd like either, or ever. <laughs> Sadly, uh, so uh, Max, really quick, what's your most memorable, uh, goodest moment for you being there? Dan Gosling, Dan Gosling Derby, FA Cup, easy. I remember it clear as day. I was I was in primary school, so I think I was only about seven, eight. Um, went the game in my school uniform, and I think it was just the most magical night of my life. Um, went with my dad and my dad's mate. And I just, I just remember the whole game was perfect. Jedi going off injured, Lucas Leiva getting sent off, and then the whole ground—you could hear a pin drop when that ball fell for Dan Gosling. And you know, it's just—it's one of their memories, just just ingrained in my brain. Oh my gosh. I continue to be ridiculously jealous <laughs> of every person I speak with on this show. Just saying, that is awesome. That is such a good story. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I remember uh, being at the Wake Duke basketball game when I was younger. In Wake 1, and we weren't supposed to. Yeah, nobody cares. Um, so, anyway. Uh, so, uh, so that's Max, everybody. You know, uh, give him a big hi on our comments or on the social medias. Uh, so, for, for you podcasters out there, this is what the show looks like. We have to talk about Leon, sadly. So, th- yeah, we're going to... We're going to grumble and, and probably whimper and cry through our Lyon match reaction. Um, and then, instead of the news, because the news is kind of a, you know, watered-down, weak sauce right now, um, we're going to talk about Unsworth. We're going to talk about how the, how the club looks under Unsworth right now, how the, how the squad looks. Um, talk about the positives and the negatives and where we go from here. Um, then we'll, we'll check out the fan thoughts. We'll, we're going to see what you think about what's happening right now. It's... 
some of them are negative. Just yeah. like laying yeah. it out there for you people. And lastly, we'll give you a little uh, little Watford preview. Uh, yeah, we'll see how how that works out this weekend. So uh, so let's let's talk, Leon, gentlemen. Uh, we go down we go down three to zero. Um, quick quick little uh, quick little first thoughts uh, for you. Max. You want to get us started? Well, I I think compared to other Evertonians, I think I'm. I'm quite the optimist, because I think for the first hour, 70 minutes, I think that's the best Everton performance I've seen in a long, long time. Um, defensively, I think we were solid. The, I think when we didn't have the ball, there was clear... I mean, Gilfie was very isolated up front, but it was very clear, 4-5-1. Not much um, confusion amongst the players. I think they've responded well under Unsworth in terms of sticking to their position. Given that we had a right-back playing at left-back and we had an attacking midfielder at, at number nine, I mean, I think that, that's the best that we can probably get out of the squad currently. But, as I say, 60 minutes, 70 minutes, I think we were very disciplined. But the, the, the last 20, 30, it all fell apart. Okay. All right. Uh, Edward? What do you think, bud? See, I didn't get to um, I didn't get to watch the first couple of minutes. I was away with um, family, so we were driving down. And I got lucky to be able to watch most of like the remaining uh, seventy minutes, which were okay. I mean, like you like you say, Max, the first seventy minutes we looked and sounded really good. I mean, Pickford sounded like he had a blinder of a game to start with, and. I personally think he was one of our best performers on the match. And that's saying something. That is really, really saying something. Because like you say, Sigurdsson isn't the natural striker. He's done it a couple of times for Swansea. He's done well there. But he's just way too isolated. And it's basically just having a taller Wayne Rooney up front with no pace. Can hold up the play. All right. He did, he did well sometimes, but... He wasn't the best, and he's not what we can have up front. I think Luckman, Luckman had a very good game, in my opinion. I think Luckman had a very good game, and Vlasic looked like he could do something, but I think it was just a bit too late when he came on. And it's sad to see that the only, I think we just completely lost track of it once that... It was just sort of luck, really. It was blind luck against us for that... You know, the ball could have bounced anywhere else and we would have been fine, but it had to bounce there and he picked it up. And of course, it was that little thing, Triore, getting the goal. So, yeah. um, it, The first half reminded me a lot of our first half against Chelsea in the Cup uh, recently. Mm. You know, we had very few chances on goal, if any. Like, I can't specifically remember and recount an incident where we had a legit shot or chance on goal in the first half. I just can't. Um, and it's exactly the way the Chelsea game was, where I, th- I think both games we were set up for stability, um, set up for a draw. You know, I think Max and I, you were, we were talking about it earlier. You know, it seemed like that's what we're looking at. And the tactics, I can't completely blame the tactics in that first half, um, other than the Sigurdsson where he was set up. That's, that's mm. where I would, you know... I don't know. I think you can argue for it and you can argue against it. I feel, honestly, I feel that is the best that we could get out of the, the, the squad at our disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, because there were, there were no outstanding attacking quality in that in that team, for, as with the exception of Sigerson, who was isolated, who wouldn't win a ball if it was launched up to him. Um, there was no attacking quality. There was there was heart in the performance. I'd say definitely a um, an, aware, an awareness that we we needed to be disciplined and we, we needed to keep them out. Um, but as as I say, last twenty thirty, it, the first go, the first goal goal goes in. As Edward said. Bounce the ball, and, and as, as Evertonian, he used to not having luck. So, and he bounce the ball, it goes against us. They they score, and Everton fall apart. Right. Um, 
so uh, let's just, you know, we, we've discussed mentality in the past on this show, and Max, you and I were talking about it earlier. Um, it's it's a common it's a it's a it's the same song that we've we've heard many many times. Uh, Everton come out, play defensively solid, maybe not get that many chances, then beginning to grow a little bit in the game, and then they give up a goal, and then all of a sudden the rug has been pulled out from under them, and and that's it. And they're on the ground and they're yelling, "Please don't hurt me," you know. Yeah. And that's and that's it's just happened before, and it's a mentality thing, and it's not. It's not changing overnight. It's just not going to. Do you to. think? Do you think the result will have been different if Gabe actually scored that shot? Yes. Yeah. I I feel I feel. But that something that I like I when that opportunity popped up for Gabe, that kind of something clicked for me. If, if you've noticed, if you've been especially this season, if you've been watching Gabe. He, I don't know what it is. He thinks he's he's Frank Lampard or something. He he try he tries having a pop from twenty five mm. yards every ten minutes, and you know he's not that type of player. And I just I just feel that maybe the two defensive midfielders need to change because may, maybe if we try and adapt Klassen into that role, because mm. I, I, I what what I feel is unfair. For Klassen is a lot of our fans just think he's an overpriced Naismith. But if you've seen him at, at Ajax, you know he's got he's got the ability to to get forward and strike from distance, which you know Gay can't. Well, I, th- I think maybe the whole thing behind it is that um, obviously you've got the comparison from last season. It was Gay v Kante. I think maybe maybe something's got into Gay's head about the fact that Kante actually managed to get a couple of goals to his name, and he's thinking, well, hang on, I'm better than Kante. Maybe I should be trying to score a couple more goals as well. I think he's already got one to his name, hasn't he? It was in Europe. It was in one of the qualifiers, wasn't it? Yeah. So, and as well, I mean, if he can score a couple of goals, that that would mean a lot. And I, I I actually think... We should let him sort of do that because you know he's he's going to be taking a lot of shots, but he'll learn, and he could be a very solid player if he can learn to basically shoot. But, yeah. I, I, I do I, I do think that's it. I, as you say, if he learns to shoot, like I think I think that's the one flaw in his game that mm. if he not not even if he if he perfects it, I mean because some especially at Goodison. Um, I think it was against Burnley where I picked up a lot. They're not not even on target. They, mm. You know, they're going wide or they're well over the bar. But guys, do you don't, do you think that maybe he's he's having a pop so often because we have no chances on goal and he just wants us to, to put something on frame, just anything. You know, yeah. I mean, I, if I were if I were in, in any of their shoes, I would be ridiculously frustrated because. I mean, when's the last time? I mean, honestly, when's the last time we actually scored a goal from outside the box? That's that's so rare for us right now, and and also we, chances are just at an absolute premium right now. We can't literally buy a I shot very often. Rooney's against Arsenal. That's right. That's right. I was also thinking like Rooney's preseason goal against yeah. uh, that uh, Gilfies. Yeah, Gilfies. Yeah. But that's of course. Gilfie's was an absolute aberration. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, but but anyway, it, so there's there's not yeah, many there's not many. Uh, even Ross stopped like shooting from distance it, at the it, end. Here's a question that it start especially since our forms dip massively, and granted he's out injured. But if a, if a fit Ross Barkley gets himself together and you know ups his confidence. Do you think he got in the team? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. That, uh, because, uh, I mean, I think the dilemma with Ross Barkley is obviously we had Martinez, and under, under Martinez, I think Ross Barkley was overexposed from all corners, you know, media on the pit. There was a lot of responsibility put on his shoulders from mm-hmm. Martinez, which I feel, you know, well, I, I know a lot of players say, oh, he's not a kid anymore, but granted, he's still a young player. 
I feel, you know, you've got to let him play, play out his mistakes, and so, and then, then Newman comes along, and it's like the complete other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We, you know, heavy criticism, dropping him, and I remember, I remember we played Man City away, and he was dropped, and then he came back into the squad after that, and you know, he put a good few performances together, and then obviously injuries and criticism from the manager. I, I think Ross is quite sensitive to, to criticism. So, I, I, and I, he's a local lad. He's an Evertonian and I think everyone wants to see Ross do well. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 so guys... Apart from the butter ones who, like, want Martina injured for the whole season or something like that. That was wrong. I can't even, I can't even give that any kind of... It's uh, just... I, I, the fact that there were so that many people just being that classless on social media is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, really quick, guys, because uh, we gotta motor through this. So these are some kind of more rapid fire questions. Um, for uh, do we feel like if that was because that was a must win game for us, okay? And it seemed like things went very downhill when he went away from that more defensive formation, right? So, if we had continued to play for the draw, do we think we actually get that draw? Ed, Edward, what do you think? I think, to be honest, I think he probably would have got the draw, but we didn't, we didn't want to draw at that point. We needed a win, so we kind of had to go out of that formation. Oh, no, you're and very right. It's more, I guess it's more that, that, that if we needed a different result... You know, because that's what yeah. we absolutely had to, and that's why he tweaked. You know, um, Max, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think we, we would have got to draw. I, but what what I think the key key moment in the game was Leon took uh, Nabil Fekir off, mm. and I think when when Fekir came off, I think Andreas eyes lit up, and he thought with their star player coming off, maybe that is an opportunity to become. More attacking mm. and press press them a lot more, and you know, lo, lo, lo and behold, the lads who came on for Fakir ended up scoring. Yeah, I'll, which, uh, yeah, uh, I was talking to Alain from Social Gomes, who's a big, huge Leon supporter, and he he told me from the very first time I talked to him, he said Awar is is a special talent, and he's starting to play more. And of course, he sat there and put that one side netting, and it was a really well placed. Well placed goal. I just wish we were pressuring him to make that tougher. Somebody pressuring that shot. Anyway, uh, so uh, a thumbs up or thumbs down to Unsworth's tactics and substitutions. All right. I so like the substitutions he made were they made sense, but it was a bit like the wrong point of the game. If he'd maybe done it at maybe half time, mm-hmm. I think that would probably have worked in our favour a bit more. Like maybe instead of taking Gay off, he should have really taken Schneider in. Agreed. Because he he was just totally. a loose cannon. Yes. Um, and what has happened to him? So so you would say this, Edward, for tax I'd tax say tax that. You, uh, you know, I want to say that too, but that's not the question. Yeah, actually, no, I would say <laughs> that. If it was at a different time, I would be all... Okay. What do you think? That. What do you think, Max? Thumbs up or thumbs Thumb, down? Thumbs down. Um, thumbs down. Thumbs down. I mean... I've got, I've got, I've got ambitions from a football club, and I, we need, we, you've got, if you set up for the draw, if that is that, if that is your ambition within the ninety minutes, that's something you've got to stick to. You've mm. got to, you can't, like, like I say, I think the Fekir substitution was a key moment in changing mm. the tactics. So you can't afford as a manager to allow mo. Like, such opportunities to to change your whole mindset. Okay. So I give it a thumbs down because at the end of the day, we, we finished the game three 0 down and with ten men on the pitch. Yeah. So. See, I kind of I wanted to do what Edward said and do the sideways thing, but that's I can't do that. So I'm going to have to say thumbs down as well, if only just because I, I wish DCL had been starting. Uh, I think that would have made us more dynamic, and I think we would have won more balls in the air, and I think he could have held up play a lot better than Gilfie did. Um, and I'm not a fan of that, that, that 
the decision to not take out Schneiderlin because he already had a yellow card and he got one early, you know, and I didn't think he was impressing enough to stay in, to be honest. The two, the two yellow cards as well. Like, like I, was, I was saying to you before, Jerry, um, the, the two yellow cards were stupid, stupid yep. fucking... The first one was a discussion with the referee and I think for a, for a professional footballer to get booked for yeah. conversation with a referee, I think... Immature, and that is not that is not a word you should be associating with Morgan Schneiderlin. That's right. In in the squad that we had out, he was one of the more senior players. He was. So, to, and I think Benny Benningham, I feel, I I think if you were watching Everton for the first time, you'd probably think that Benningham was the more experienced of the midfield because you know. He had a lot more discipline in his performance than you say, Snadlin. Yeah. Okay, I've got a question. Would you. A lot of people are saying Snadlin should be sold in the January window, which I think no. might be a bit harsh. But. So if Snadlin was sold, would you want Ben Ngimi as his replacement or would you bring in someone else? Bring in someone else because. I, I, I think. If we do sell Snyderman, like I say, I think we need we need to drop the two defensive midfielders. We we need to change our our dynamic in the midfield because the two defensive midfielders just isn't working. Um, especially at home when you should be trying to get a good result. The two defensive midfielders are squandering so many opportunities. Where I feel the likes of a, a Ross Barkley or a David Clashen, if given the confidence, could you know. Um, I think it depends on who's playing center back, whether or not we run three three defensive mids. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. Well, it's yeah. because we had a, a Holgate's back there who actually does have some quickness, all right? Um, which I was a little surprised he went with three in the middle when I saw Holgate was starting. Um, and, but Ashley Williams has lost pace. Jags has lost pace. Um, Even though he's meant to be one of the quickest. He used, he used to be, right? You know what I mean? But you still... Uh, anyway, it's it's frustrating to see, but I figured... I understand him running three defensive mids when we are when we have our slower center backs in. But when he's got some quickness, if Keane or Holgate are in there, um, I agree with... I don't know. But I think for a little while, he's going to have to go more defensive because we need draws. We just need clean sheets to start off Any with. Points. You know? Points. Any kind of points yeah. right now to get confidence. I think something that's worth noting as well is I think... Ever since the, ever since Martinez came in, our, our, our defensive line has changed, changed dramatically because you know for for a long long time our back four easily easy as day like Seamus Coleman right back, Jags and Distan centre back, and Baines at left back, and that was a, that was a very good back four. Yep. That, that was it was a solid back four. But now obviously we had. Pains me to say, but the little uh, the thing we have with John Stones, I mean, as uh, for all his mistakes he made at us, I think it, he's showing now at Man City how good of a player that he is. So with, with with John gone as well, we we couldn't really find stability with John and Jags. So now I think I think we've got Ashley Williams, Michael Keane, and Phil Jagielka. So uh, you know, just three, the three there. Mm. Don't forget that we've got two players that are injured and one we can't bring into the squad. We've got Garbert, who we can't bring in till January. Furnas Mori's currently injured. Coleman's currently injured. So I think really our defence is going to be tested when we've got a solid back four that are completely healthy. So I don't mind Baines being in. I don't mind Kenny being in for now. Coleman when he comes back. Keane and I think Furnas Mori need to be all playing Funes Mori, Funes Mori slash Jags in that other position. I don't know. I sort of think we're going to be playing for draws and 1-0 victories until January when we can get some more uh, striker talent and centre-back help, unless Funes Mori comes in, because that's when he's supposed to be healthy again. All right, guys. Uh, so this is a little different. I think this is kind of cool. We actually had a comment from a Lyon supporter uh, with a question for David, because David was able to actually go the game in France. So uh, here's the question. It is from uh, Petro Porto, uh, and he Petro Porto asks or says Petro Porto says 
Uh, I'm really interested to have the feedback of David about the atmosphere on the stadium in Lyon last night. I was there, and it was absolutely amazing. It was a pleasure to play those two games against you guys. Good luck for the rest of your season. Winking smiley face. Right? So David was unable to film today because he's traveling, but he was able to respond via message to me, and now I give it to Petro and everybody else. David says, I'm sure it was a pleasure for you, my friend. You won both games, ha ha ha. The atmosphere was great throughout the city as a whole, but that's Everton fans for you. Uh, they travel in their thousands for days like this. I'm glad there was uh, no major trouble, too. The light show, was, uh, uh, the light show uh, pre-kickoff went down well with Blues, but there was an element of frustration at the amount of empty seats while so many Blues couldn't get tickets whilst being over, he- over there. Uh, in all, a good trip, but uh, it would have been better if Everton were not in this terrible form. After the draw, uh, I saw uh, Everton and Lyon to be the pick of the group. Uh, but we did not deliver. All right. So that's uh, David's response to uh, Petro Porto. All right, uh, which is cool. Little little uh, viewer listener interaction. Like it. So uh, yes or no, yes or no answer because we got to run. Is it a blessing to be out of Europe, Max? Yes or no? No. 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 Edward. Yes or no? No. I'm going to be contrarian and say yes, even though I absolutely love Europe, and I'm so sad we're out, and it breaks my heart. But you know what? We have to start getting healthy and getting results. So I'm just going to say yes, because someone has to. Anyway. Yeah. That is it. build on it. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's our Lyon reaction. So, uh, important topic. We thought that we would forego the news today and, uh, and discuss an individual at the club who has been brought on as interim manager and has restored a sense of, uh, I don't know, Evertonian-esque belief a bit. I don't know. There's a certain attitude that feels a little bit more like the club. It seems like there's a little bit more positivity when you check out pictures at practice, you see smiles, you hear stories about there being smi- smiles and laughing in the, in the lunchroom. Um, however, we're still not getting the results, all right, that we want. So it's about time. We've had a few games under him, so now let's talk. We need to talk about Unsworth, okay? So, gents, let's get started with this. Um, let's just... Uh, what do we think? What do we think are the improvements so far under under Unsworth? All right, Edward, you want to you want to get this started off? We put effort in. That's definite. We can you can see straight away. We put off, we put a lot more effort in than we did under Coleman. All right, maybe at the start of the season, but then you could tell that the players did not want to play with him. Uh, Unsworth, it seems like he's brought in a different, yeah, a bit of a breath of fresh air. We've got more effort coming into the games. Okay. Max, I think defensively we are. I say a lot more solid, even though we conceded three in our last game. But I think defensively we are a lot better because when we haven't got the ball, there's a clear distinction between the midfield and the defence. Players aren't getting caught out of position as often as they were under Cumin. Um. I think the, the full-backs have seemed to take to take on a lot more defensive responsibility. Um, I feel that there's a lack, I feel that there is a lack of attacking quality in our squad. So, that with that being the case, I feel double, as Edward said, double the effort needs to be put in, which I do feel is happening. Um, yeah, I, I, see, I see exactly what you guys are saying. Um, I think the... Uh, you know, Edward, Edward mentioned effort. You mentioned uh, organization, uh, defensive organization primarily, uh, because that's a good first place to start, right? That's where you usually hear that these uh, relegation specialists like Allardyce, they, they come in and the first thing they do is they try to shore up the defense. They try to organize it and get their defensive tactics straight. So, uh, <clears throat> and I will, uh, I will just reiterate the, the rapport. It seems like uh, 
the players like Unsworth, not too much where they're going to walk all over him, but it does seem like they, uh, they, it's, it's nice to have a... They respect him. Yeah, more. it seems like it's nice to have a human manager, you know? Um, but okay, it wasn't great. Yeah, oh, old, old, uh, old Koeman, yeah. Really thought that was going to work out, too. Uh, you know, he's, he's the fir- one of the first words on my predictive text. <clears throat> Whenever I put in a, like, red, type on a keyboard, Komen's always the first word that pops up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, I'm not sure how, if that's, if that's sad or not, Edward. Uh, <laughs> I kid, Maybe I the amount of angry rants I've said about him. <laughs> that might be it. Um, so, um, so we have noticed improvements. So let's talk weaknesses about uh, what Unsworth's teams are showing so far. Keep in mind, he hasn't had a lot of training sessions. Um, but uh, so let's let's talk what the the squad's weaknesses are to this point. Uh, Max, um, as as I've said, there's no there's no real attacking quality in our team. Uh, we've, we've got no out and out number nine. We've got Dominic Calvert Lewin, who, in, a, in an ideal world, should wouldn't be starting for Everton Football Club. Mm. We've, we've got Sandro, who, who I'm seeing reports of is looking at leaving, which I think is Hope not. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say he hasn't had a fair crack of the whip yet. Yeah. Um, that's, he hasn't played enough. Um, but again, I, um, even if we do play Sandro, I, I feel like he'd benefit a lot from having another man up front with him. Totally so, agree. Or maybe, I, I, as you say, Jerry, maybe in the January, I think major improvements need to be made up front mm. to maybe get a bigger number nine up with Sandro and yep. maybe that will change our situation. Agree. Edward? Um... <clears throat> I mean, you're looking at the weaknesses, and it's basically the exact same as what we had at the start of the season. You know, we've got no, like Max is saying, we've got no attacking forwards. No one's, no one had the balls to get forward with the ball. That's that's basically our problem at the minute. We've got no balls to get forward. Um, you know, everyone thinks the safer option, you know, to pass it backwards or sideways to make sure that the opponent doesn't get the ball just never works. And I can remember a Nike advert where they say about football, there's no greater danger than playing it safe, and that's proven time and time again for us this season. Yeah. Attacking intent is pretty bad. Our mentality is still not improved, but I mean that kind of thing is not going to be improved immediately. I think he hasn't had time to get the uh, to figure out the, the proper formation. I don't think he, he knows how to use Sigurdsson yet, you know? Um, I don't like giving using this squad as an example, but um, the the other lot, the 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 red the red people, uh, they tend to play a four three three often, okay, mm. and uh, many times in that middle three, they will that when he's healthy they'll throw Lalana in there, okay, energy, but he's more of an offensive player, isn't he? You know. Mm. I th- Good shifting, he, he does. He does put a good shifting, and he's great. What I think Lallana's really good at is that tra- the transition hmm. from winning the ball back to going on the front foot. Right. Which I, we, as I say, with the exception of Ross Barkley, who's yet to come back, we do not have. Right. I mean, so if we, if you, if a lot of these other teams, we watch them play. If they can pull off throwing a, sort of a more offensive player in that middle three. Who's to say we can't throw Sigurdsson in there and actually use him, you know, maybe a little farther forward than uh, Gay or Boningimi or Davies or whoever, or Schneiderlin, whoever else plays these two, you know? Mm. Throw Sigurdsson kind of a little bit more far fo- farther forward. And then we can throw DCL, Sandro, Lookman, Morales. We can throw speed, pure speed. Someone fast in the center, but also on the wings. Lookman, after yesterday, I feel like has proven, you were talking about someone who, who wants the balls to go forward, Mola. That guy has no problem taking a man on. He's not afraid. So how many times do we, do we see in our matches where someone starts a run-up and then they see somebody in front of them and they just sort of stop, turn around, play it backward. I hate it. I know they're trying to just be safe and maintain possession, but 
Adam Ola Lookman is like, I don't care. I will go around you and move to mm. the center. Something I've, I am, um, like, obviously a lot of interview, like whenever I've seen an interview with a player, particularly like the soccer AM, soccer AM ones where they ask, you know, funny questions or whatever. I think the, the last one I watched was with uh, DCL. And it, the, one of the questions he got asked is, who is the nutmeg king? And he said, Luckman. So, and you even see in the game, Luckman, he always tries, you know, that little that little touch that might beat the man. Some of, most, well, most of the time it doesn't come off. But it's nice to see. It yeah. is nice to see a player, especially so young, without that fear. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we've seen we've seen improvements. We've seen we still see a lot of weaknesses. Um, we've mentioned the organization seems stronger. The mentality is still weak. Um, so are the improvements enough? To, to justify giving Unsworth a little more sustained run as manager? I think this game, the next game, is going to be the big one. Because mm. we've had three really tough fixtures at home. Where Well, sorry, no, I shouldn't say at home. Away from home. I'll start that bit again. We've had re- three really tough fixtures that are away from home. Chelsea is always going to be a big one. We haven't won there for ages. Leon away when the pressure's really on us. Is a big one, and Leicester, new manager, a bit of an iffy team for us to go against. So this one against Watford, who aren't the best of teams, will have a, a good run of form, and it's at home in front of the Goodison crowd. That is going to be the time for David Unsworth to prove himself mm. with the squad, because otherwise they've got a big international break where they can decide. Okay, we want you, you, you. We're going to try and get them in. I feel him. Um... I feel like, like you say, I feel Unsworth needs to show some balls for this Watford game. Uh, I feel, I feel like he should put Tom Davies in in the team because with, with with Tom Davies, he's very, he's a very versatile player. He, you know, as you seen against Bournemouth when he came on against Bournemouth, that ball for, the Outside of the foot, split their defence in half. Mm-hmm. So I think if you, I, I hope, I really do hope, Unsworth speaks to Tom and says, I want you to play against Watford in a more advanced role. Because I think, as you say, even playing guilty as a more advanced player in the midfield, if he doesn't want to do that, I feel like Tom would be. Definitely. Alternative. Totally agree with that. Um, so. Uh, We've we've asked whether or not the improvements from Unsworth are enough. Uh, let's say things go. Uh, let's say we get a zero zero nil nil draw this weekend with Watford. All right. At that point, after that, it's not stellar, but it's a point, right? Do you prefer Unsworth to Allardyce or Deitch? Yeah, I do. Because I um, I think with with Big Sam and with Dyke, your club will automatically automatically be labelled. I, I, I feel it's unfair on them to say tarnished with a reputation, but I think your club automatically gets a you are a club that is being managed by Big Sam, and I don't think if you want to show ambition as a club, I don't think you want that. That that as well with Sam Allardyce coming in that automatically puts us in the we've given up on everything we just need to get out of where we are. Yeah. So essentially, I mean, you guys would say. Well, here's here's another question because I've seen on Twitter people saying our our um, our uh, new appointment should be for the next three years, not for this year. Okay. Does that option exist at this moment? I don't think that option exists in football, um, especially in in the modern day. Um, I think you see you see Everton at the peak of the capabilities. Going off our last best season, I think we did well, the first season under Martinez. You, you well, obviously we've we've lost key players in that squad, but you still feel given given the right kick up the arse that the squad could possibly achieve something, mm. whether that be 
bit of cup or pushing up the table. But I think we need to um, we need to just do what's best for the club, and if that means getting a, a, a manager out after a year rather than three, then so be it. See, the whole thing I think about this contracts, no matter if it's player or manager, mean jack in today. Like they just don't mean anything in today's football because a player will sign a five million. Sorry, no, not five million. Uh, a player will sign a five-year contract, and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to stay with the club for ages and ages." But it means nothing. It just adds a bit of an extra zero onto the price tag, and it's the same with managers. And we've proven, we've actually proven, clubs are willing to pay the release clause to get the managers to their club. So contracts at the end of it just mean nothing. Coman was meant to be in for three years. He's only stayed in for a year and a bit. And it looked like he was going to be leaving after a year, so it means nothing in today's world, this whole three-year deal, four-year deal, and mm. all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to partially agree with you guys and say that I, I would prefer uh, I would prefer Unsworth to Allardyce, um, because I think Allardyce needs to come to the U.S. national team and coach them, because we have no centre-back play whatsoever. It's like they, we just need a thorough defensive tweak, you know, and I think Allardyce could do that. That's selfish on my part. But also exactly what you guys said, though. It's almost like saying we are giving up on progressing and we're, it's, a, it's a mindset thing. Like we're only going for 40 points this season. 40 points and then we move on to our real manager, whoever that would be, you know. Uh, I, but honestly, I, I, why do I see Sean Deitch in a different light? I don't. Maybe it's because he stayed at Burnley for a while and he's developed a culture there. Burnley are playing better football this season. Yeah. I think if you look at the goal Burnley scored against us this season, granted we were all over. We looked bad. Football. <laughs> I can I can understand why you're doubting it. Right. Not a cup of tea. I know. It's not most people's cup of tea. <laughs> most Evertonians are kind of like, eh, but he's, but he's I boring. Mind you know? <laughs> yeah? I personally wouldn't. I mean, he's, he's good, obviously, enough for Burnley to keep hold of him for about five years. Yeah. So, I wouldn't mind him. I'd prefer better. I, w- I would prefer others, but if it came down to him or Allardyce, I'd rather have him. Agreed. That's, That's for sure. Yeah. All right. So, uh, any other last uh, bits on Unsworth, guys? I'll let you go first, Max, if you've got any. Christmas period is massive, and I think that needs to be emphasised. Um, a lot of games come thick and fast, and points need to be picked up mm. quickly because we can't be coming out of this Christmas period still in a relegation battle. We need to um, get well away from potential a rele- potential relegation fight later on in the season. So whether Mashiri and the board are going to get one in before the Christmas fixtures or they're going to stick it out with Unsworth remains to be seen. But as I say, this, this Christmas period is huge for the club. Okay, I'm going to put in a little thing. If... Unsworth stays on as permanent, or he does enough to get permanent, or we reach the top four, I will upload every single day on my channel for 365 days. Okay. There you go. Um, You've heard of her first. If we get top four, or if Unsworth stays in and does a good enough job to be permanent manager, I will upload every day for 365 days. You heard it here first. Edward laying down bold claims. I'll lay one down too. Alright? If in the middle of our next match a mole person digs out from under midfield, snatches the ball, takes it back underneath and burrows it all back underground all the way to America and gives it to me, I will cut the ball open and wear it as a hat. Deal? Because I don't think there's any chance of us getting top four. Well, you never know. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. 
Yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. That's something I'm going to put down. You've heard it here first. <laughs> All right. I, I've got. I've got nothing else. <laughs> Now is the time where we lend an ear to our fellow supporters. It's the time for fan thoughts. Aww. So, let's do this. These first two are similar, so I'm going to read them together. Alright? Literally, WTF do we do? And that's from (laughs) at davidb.8. Not not mucking about there. Uh, Next, why... Are we so shit? That's from at Harvey Nine Brennan. Uh, so they're, they're sort of similar questions. So let's uh, you know let's jump into this. Uh, Max, go on, Jerry. You go first. Oh, you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah, go on. Why are we so shit? And what the f do we do? All right. Um, we are shit because there's very little chemistry within the squad, and right now, uh, not Kuman. Kuman has put us in a hole, so Unsworth is having to completely redevelop our mindset, and he's trying to start with general rapport and defense. We've seen some improvements in the defense, but some of these, uh, two of the games that we saw were must-win games, Chelsea and... Uh, Lyon, okay, they were must-win, so he had to tweak tactics in order to try to win. Against Chelsea, it was to our favor, should have won that, just saying, all right? Against Lyon, didn't work out, things just sort of fell apart after they got one kind of crap goal that deflected off and gave it to Traore on a platter. I think Unsworth needs more time to actually start scoring some goals, but I do think the defense will continue to proceed. WTF do we do? Well... We get the best possible manager in, or if, if Unsworth proves himself worthy, let him stay in because maybe the best possible manager uh, possibilities are not available right now because it's midseason. There. That's what I say. Who wants next? Oh, was it me? Oh. Indeed. Um, <laughs> okay. Um... I feel like the problem as we've had straight away was getting rid of Lukaku too early. Because if we actually held, I reckon if we had held on for a week, we could have actually doubled the fee. Because just after we sold him, Neymar got sold for all that money. So we could have just had a whole lot more to reason with. But putting that all aside, I think the fact that Lukaku left and we didn't have enough time, well, we had enough time to find a replacement, but we didn't do it. We didn't have a plan B. In case Giroud didn't work out. I personally didn't want him, but he would have done okay uh, being in the squad. So, what do we do? Just grind it out. Find our best squad that we can. Give it a bit of time with Zonsworth, I'd say. Give him a chance with the Watford game. And see what happens when the injured players come back. I agree. Um... I'm with you, Jerry. I feel Cumin has put us in a hole. Um, particularly the relationship between Steve Walsh and Cumin has really put us in a situation. It's pretty clear that them, the two of them had the differences. Um, as, but what can we do about that? You know, we've, we've just got to accept that. What was, that is what it is. And I feel yeah, we need to find our best eleven. I think. Starting from the back going forward, we need to find our best defensive line and stick with it. Stick with it and become solid. Mm -hmm. And don't break with 20 minutes to go. Find that. And again, Jerry, I agree with what you said earlier, that if we transition to a more of a 4-3-3 and we place an attacking midfielder a bit further forward within the three, that might give us the outlet that we're so desperately lacking. Mm -hmm. So I feel if we tweak the squad in that way, maybe there will be goals mm. and we obviously come results. So yeah, I feel that if we we I think it starts with the squad. So I feel 
find your best 11, play that out till January, and then obviously striker is a must-have. Mm. And then, like we said earlier as well, maybe if we want to put Sandro up with a bigger number nine, if we get, say, Olivier Giroud in. So, so uh, next next question. You got into this one briefly, Max, and I think all three of us can agree on two quick answers to this. What part do we need to strengthen in our squad, and what are we missing? All right, <laughs> Max literally just said strike it, striker. It's mm-hmm. just it's just one answer. I think there's more. I I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we need help. We need some defensive reinforcements. We have no idea how Funes Mori is gonna come back. Um, I'd I'd like to get some sort of left-sided defender. Either I don't know if Garbit second half of the season is going to be able to deputize for Baines when he's out. Um, I don't know. It'd be great to. I mean, we mentioned. I don't know if Vermalen is the answer either. Um, I think when Kuman was here, that was who we were going to sign. I don't think Vermalen necessarily is the answer either. But if if we'd assigned him on a low fee, it would been it would be better off now than we were before. I really believe that. Um, I think something in the back, uh, not really a right back though. I feel good as Ken with Kenny as our backup there. A lot of people are saying no. I feel if, if Coleman, I think Coleman coming back will shake up mm-hmm. that back line a lot. It'll help. I feel like he should be our captain, to be honest. Um, mm. He never shy of giving a player a rollicking. Never shy of, you know, he's never shy of letting his feelings be known. Mm. And a player with that spirit and that attitude is missing from the squad, I think, massively. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next question from at underscore Nat underscore Whelan underscore a lot of underscores indeed uh, is playing two CDMs at home too defensive alright um, I'm going to lead with this and I'm going to say depends on the opposition um, if we're if we're playing uh, one of the top six squads and it happens to be a, a you know a moment where we're feeling a little fragile, I think we need that that cover for our defense because I don't fully trust our center backs at this time. Uh, but if we're playing, you know, I don't know, if we're playing a, one of the – a team below that, I, I totally agree. Palace. It's too defensive. I say Palace. Palace is a good place to start. Uh, because that's where we're going to be going yeah. next after this one. Yeah, I'd love to just go with one back there. Yeah. Right now, I would say Baningimi in that position. Ooh. Possibly. But if he takes on... Because I, I think, from what I've seen, he is quite versatile in that he's not shy to go forward, right. whereas Jerry, as you've said, there are a lot of players who are very shy of getting, going forward and tend mm-hmm. to opt for the safe option. But, um, yeah, I, I like, like I've said previously as well, um, Ross Barkley slash Tom Davis, mm. I feel, can be coached into becoming that versatile player. Because I feel as when Ross Barkley plays deeper rather than in the number 10, I feel Ross Barkley is at his best. Because if Ross Barkley wins the ball back in that midfield, Ross Barkley with the ball at his feet with space to run into, I think that's Ross Barkley at his best. So I feel two defensive midfielders is too much. Hmm. Especially at home, we need we need the outlet, especially from the trans for the transition from defending to attacking. Edward, what do you think? Two CDMs too much at home? Is that too is that too defensive? The style that we want to be playing, it, we can't be having that. I mean, I've noticed it a lot that if we wanted to play, say, with two strikers, we can't have two centre defensive mids. I mean. The way it works is for teams like United. United have the quality of players in that kind of position that can do that job. And it works for them, obviously. But we aren't wanting to play defensive football. We want to play attacking. So two defensive mids, it's never going to work. Unless they're players like Kante or Pogba or Matic who can get forward or can get back. So, yeah. 
so uh, last question from at James Roche, R-O-C-H-E. I yeah, think I've got absolutely. it. Yay. Dot 13. All right. Uh, who's been our player of the season so far? Parentheses. I reckon Pickford, close parentheses. And I'm just going to go ahead and agree with James right now. I don't know about you, you guys. Frozen. Jordan Pickford, Jordan Pickford, without a shadow of a doubt, without him, I feel sorry. I feel, I feel sorry for the kid. Like he's like, like he back at Sunderland, um, he's got a defence in front of him that parts like the Red Sea, and he's he's taken a lot of shots on his goal. But as as we seen against Leon, he, he pull out some brilliant saves. But they, it, get, it, get, it gets to a point as a goalkeeper that if you're, if you're exposed so much, shots are going to end up in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel Jordan Pickford is the one bit of quality in our team. Yeah, it's the same. Same, really. I mean, to be honest, if you look at all the signings that we made in the summer, him, maybe Keenan Rooney, are the only three that have been successful. Like, the others have just gone completely flopped. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd say Pickford. Yeah. Which, uh, is, which just shows. It just shows the season we've had. Yeah, it does. In fact, we have to say our goalkeeper is our best player. I mean, that's one of the reasons why he got so much attention last season, because he was at Sunderland and he was facing 30 shots a game. So We all know how that ended up. Yeah, let's, 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 hold on. There. Knocking for luck, so I didn't curse us. So uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I knocked twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, I guess so. Are, is that, are we good with the fan thoughts, guys? If we properly address these, I feel pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I right. feel like we've addressed them all already in multiple amounts of videos. But yeah. Thanks for the questions, guys. No, they're. Uh, I guess they're persistent thoughts. You know. Makes it easier not to think of a new answer. <laughs> This weekend, pretty pretty important match for uh, for Everton this weekend uh, against Watford. Um, right now, Watford's form. I'm going to rattle off a bunch of stuff here, guys, so uh, be patient with me. They're currently sitting eighth. Uh, they're four, three, and three. They do have two uh, consecutive losses to Chelsea and Stoke, but I think they played pretty well against Chelsea, to be honest with you. Um, and before that, they beat Arsenal 2-1. Uh, they're having a good season. They're actually playing well. And they're a really confident side right now, and it's a bad time for us to play them. I feel like I'm saying that about everybody that we play right now. It's um, a bad time to play for Everton. Yeah. Um, so uh, just uh, just a little bit about uh, their squad. Dini is out. Banned. Is he? Because uh, oh, course, as uh, yeah. as John from uh, from the Rookery end was telling me, he said he said he was trying to to pop uh, pop a spot for uh, the guy, not not punch his eyes out, but literally just get a zit for him. Uh, so that was nice. Anyway, he has been banned for this one. Everybody, uh, they're probably going to line up like this: Gomez, uh, Femenia, or Femenia, or Femenia, Britos, Cabasele. Holibas, uh, Capu, Ducore, Carrillo, Cleverly, Richarlson, and Andy, Andre Gray. Watford looking good right now, guys. Do we have a chance here? Initial thoughts? I mean, <laughs> the one the one player I think we've got to watch out for is Ducore, because I've got a little bit of research for you. I'm, I'm going to be the stat man for this episode. He is... He, complete, he has completed 17% of the passes for Watford this season and that is the highest for any player for any team Mm. so he is going to be the one to watch out for statistics David David's not here but the stats survive you better be proud of me (laughs) Max what do you think well as as you say Decore is is the the kind of the focal piece of of Watford's squad going forward and defensively because he's um very strong player, and he's got an eye to goal. Um, as for Troy Deeney being out, um, I, th- I, th- I think that's 
that's way a worst case scenario for Everton because I think that means Andre Dre, Andre Gray is going to come in and pace that type of pace again. Williams, oh. it's not going to be good. I don't think unless he pulls a performance out the bag. Actually, Williams, mm. and if if Michael Keane comes back, possibly he mm. might marshal him out the game. But I think if we man mark Ray pretty well, stop all service. Then I think we've got a good chance of keeping them quiet. But nothing's guaranteed with us these days. We, mm-hmm. We're a very fragile team. Right. So, uh, so uh, Unsworth's lineup. What uh, what can our viewers and listeners look forward to? What do we think? Let's get our, our let's mind meld with Unsworth. What's he gonna do? All right, Max, you want to start this off? Well, I think the first thing I think you need to say about Unsworth's potential lineup is there is no out and out eleven that you is set in stone. Yeah. So even even formation wise, there's nothing promised. So off like off the ball against Leon, it was very much four five one. But I do feel at home, we, we're going to have to be a lot more on the front foot. So it wouldn't surprise me if wingers are involved a lot more than what they were against Leon. Hmm. Um, maybe, as we've mentioned quite a lot, Gilfie might be dropped back to help hmm. with transitioning to the front foot. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no, there's no dead set 11 or dead set formation that um, you feel that Unsworth will go for. So I think anything that you say is just purely speculation. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so what are you going to speculate is your lineup? Yeah. <laughs> Pickford. Um, yeah. Is Baines fit? Yes. Yeah. He's just He just wasn't involved. So I think, yeah, Baines at left back. Keane's back, Keane and Jags. Yeah. Because I just. I don't want to be on his back all the time, but I just don't want to see Ashley Williams play. Um, Keane and Jags. I think Kenny. Kenny again. Mm. Um, Gay. Davies. And Schneidlin. No, not Schneidlin, sorry. Uh, Sigurdsson. Um, up front. Two wingers, Luckman and Morales, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front. All right, there's 11. Edward, you want to go? You want me to? Pickford, Kenny, Keane, Jagielka, well, Keane if fit, if not Holgate. Jagielka, Baines, so that's five. Our midfield, uh, Davies, Gay, Rooney. I think Rooney will play. Uh, up front, Vlasic, not Vlasic, uh, well, I wouldn't mind Vlasic. Morales, Luckman, and Cavalier. All right. I'm going different than you guys. Um, yeah, yeah, I think... Well, oh, always the... Uh, contrarian. One, aren't you? Contrarian weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, same back... I ignore it. I think the same, the same back five as, as both of you, I believe. Pickford, Kenny... Keen Jags Baines, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to go four three three again for some reason, just because Watford is so quick. They are very quick, and I'm 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 a little. I think he wants us to stay in the game at least until halftime. Uh, so in the middle, Davies, Gay, and Boningimi. I just feel like Boningimi has earned the right to start. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the and then front three. Uh, Morales, Rooney, DCL. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Morales is the one I'm not sure. I feel like Rooney and DCL will will uh, will definitely start. I'm confident Rooney will play. Yeah. I... With Rooney, I don't... Look, I, I... Excuse me. He, I, he received a lot of hate, I think, from Mavitonians because he's not been sharp right. as we expected he, he loses the ball quite a lot sloppy passes 
But I feel when he's in the team, Rooney, and he ever since he had us first coming through, he's just got that 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 bit of quality that he can come out with. Whether it's a shot from outside the box, whether it's a spotting a man in space that can get him behind. For all his flaws, I do feel Rooney has the capability of winning the game for Everton. But I do feel coming off the bench when, as as you say, Watford are a quick team. So I feel if Watford tire a little bit, bringing Rooney on to exploit spaces and make runs in behind, I think that is probably better coming off the bench. So, um, yeah. Have you noticed, actually, none of us have actually said about Niassi at all. I just don't think he... I feel like he's a good impact player off the bench. His fresh legs, the fact that he's so physical and fast, can just throw the other team off. That's when he usually does best. You know, he gets those hustle goals. That's how he's got a lot of his goals. For us, since he's come back into the squad, it's legs. Just pure... Poor on the ball. He's poor on the ball. I think his um, yeah. his touch is his touch isn't there. But for pressuring the back line and for pressuring the goalkeeper, I think that's what he's for. So I agree. He plays with heart as well. He plays with heart. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, True professional. Uh, predictions for the game. So what do we think? Two one Everton. Two one Everton. With my heart, I'm gonna say three nil. With my head, I'm going to say 2-1. Win? 2-1 seems more likely. All right. And I'm going to be really weird and contrarian again. I'm going to say 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm going to say 0-0 nil, nil draw. Yeah. Just can't get the presenters. I've, really, I've been really boring lately. Um, <laughs> lately. That's assuming I wasn't before. All right. So, anyway, that is it for our match preview for the Watford game this weekend. If you're liking the videos, thanks so much. Please subscribe. We would appreciate it. Like our videos. Leave a comment. We want to hear from you. All right. Please check out Edward's uh, YouTube channel, Jam E. James. Details are below. Also... Check out uh, Max's pieces on the Toffee Blues website. Check out the Toffee Blues website. Check out, uh, uh, follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, additionally, if you are listening via podcast, thank you very much. Please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. And, uh, yeah, rate it if you can. Some of you have the ability to do that, and that would be great. All right? Um, I think that is everything. We have covered the lot, folks. So, uh, uh, Edward, thanks so much, as usual, for being here. Max, nice to, nice to meet you and work with you again. Appreciate you being available in such a tight space. Uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Let's, uh, let's, good result this weekend. All right? So long. Adios. Adios.